Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Tell me how you came into this world. You can use the word. Naked. If you're from Georgia, naked. Whatever. You came into this world naked, and what did you have in your hand? Nothing. When you die, how are you going to die? It's okay, we're in church. You can say it again now. How are you going to die? Naked. Oh, they may put a clothes on you. They may do all the stuff before they cremate you, whatever. Doesn't matter. You're naked, and you're really naked at the end. Bunch of dust. Back to what we came from. Naked, how much are you taking with you? Nothing. Let's be honest, none of us like to think about death. We sometimes talk about what kind of funeral or memorial service we'd like to have and such, but we rarely contemplate what happens to us after we die. For some, it's the fear of the unknown or uncertainty about what the afterlife actually is. As Pastor Mark will teach, Jesus made it clear that there are only two destinations for each person. And they get to pick where they will be once they take their last breath. Ultimately, this eternal decision is based on whether we want what we want or if we want what God wants for us. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part three of his message, Get Real. Confess Christ, Defeat Greed. The disciples all faced these people. Remember John and Peter? Right at the beginning of the church. God healed a man through them. They're put right in the jail. They came before the authorities. Now, what did you do? Explain. Notice what he says. Don't worry about how, what you're going to say, what you're going to do. The Holy Spirit will teach you at the time you say. What did we learn? The Holy Spirit is our divine helper. He'll give you the words to share at that moment. Relax. He's got you covered. And then watch this. Verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, teacher. So this man interrupts with 10,000 people. He interrupts Jesus teaching. Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. I heard somebody say this. I think it's terrific. When there's a will, there'll be lots of relatives. (laughs) Could I hear an amen? See, when there's a will, oh, there'll be lots of relatives. They come out of the woodwork. Who are you? 47th cousin on the left side. That's what. Now, what is Jesus going to answer to this? See, I don't have time this morning. This goes back to Old Testament when the elder son would get more than the younger son. That's probably one of those kind of deals. Look, look what Jesus says in verse 14. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me as a judge or an arbitrator between you? So he doesn't respond to it at all. He refuses to give the man his opinion. But you know why he's doing that? You'll see in a moment. He goes to the root of the problem. The root of the problem is, and that's not right over here. The root of the problem is, watch me, greed. 
He goes right to the root of the problem, and he teaches the disciples how to defeat greed. Now, my sinful nature is to be a taker and not a giver. Don't look at me like that because you have the same nature. That's where greed comes from. That's the old nature. Now, when God changes us, he wants us to be a giver and not a taker. So he's going to teach us, all of us this morning, what that looks like. So here we go. Watch this. Then he said to them, he's going to give a story. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life, very interesting definition. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. So here Jesus goes back to the Old Testament, Exodus 20. He pulls out the 10th commandment. Don't covet. Don't desire your neighbor's house and car and this and that and wife and all the stuff they had. Wow, what a house I wish I had. Don't covet. It's just nothing but greed. And so he, Jesus says, if you live with this attitude that life is all about accumulating stuff, you have the wrong definition of life. Now think about this. What is real life? What is the correct definition? of We're here. What is life all about? You know this. Here it is. Real life is having a personal relationship with God. That's what real life is. The Bible says it smack in the center. 1 John 5. He who has the son, Jesus, a relationship with Jesus, has life. He who does not have the son, does not have life. You can't substitute a relationship with God with stuff. It's not equal. Nothing wrong with stuff. You'll see in a moment, God loves to bless us with stuff. But that is not life. And then he tells them this parable. And every time I get to I, as I'm reading this, I want you to say it with me, okay? I want to get to I, I want you to say it with me. Here we go. And he told them a parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? Here we go. I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all of my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. This man has a disease. It's called I-itis. <laughs> There's two things that are very important. What is this man? He's a taker. Is this man ever in what you read, his plan? Using what God's given him to give to others? None. Second thing. Who's making this plan? Is God involved? No. God isn't involved at all. God isn't involved in any part of his life. So he's doing life without God. When I do life without God, I'm going to be ruled by my sinful nature. My sinful nature is take. That's who he is. So Jesus is going to use this illustration about greed. He says, this man has a greedy 
covetous heart. He thought that life came from wealth and more wealth. God was not in his life. Nothing in his life was about God. Write this down this morning. It's a big deal for all of us, especially in the United States. Don't let your possessions possess you. Understand, this man had nothing to do with God because money and possessions became his God. That's what he worshipped. What is what is Jesus' parable going to respond with? Look at verse 20. But God said to him, what? Wise investor, man. Way to go. No, tell me. What did he say? Two words. What did he say? You, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. I love this next sentence. Then who will get what you prepared for yourself? Now, there's an Old Testament in Proverbs that talks about this. It talks about the man that's worked hard his whole life. And he's got all this money stored up. And he dies. Now, you know the story. When that happens to you, who's going to get all this money? It's probably the cousin on the third side that has never worked a day in his life. And you have $1.4 million in your IRA. And there's nobody left but him. You're screaming all the way to heaven. God, that ain't fair. I worked for 24 years, and this lousy, lazy relative got everything I had. That should make you enough to repent right now and forget stuff. (laughs) Can I hear an amen? Amen. By the way, Pastor Mark, you use stupid illustrations. Oh, no, I don't. Can you imagine the people that, I told you, you have a will, here they come, and they're just lined up. They're ready. And you did all the work, and they get all the money. Now, tell me how you came into this world. You can use the word naked. If you're from Georgia, naked, whatever. You came into this world naked, and what did you have in your hand? Nothing. When you die, how are you going to die? It's okay, we're in church. You can say it again now. How are you going to die? Naked. Oh, they may put a clothes on you. They may do all the stuff before they cremate you, whatever. Doesn't matter. You're naked. And you're really naked at the end. Bunch of dust. Back to what we came from. Naked. How much are you taking with you? Nothing. Now, people might put stuff. If you're still being, have a casket or they put stuff in there. That's done. If you put it in the casket, it's going to be burned. Nothing. So what is Jesus trying to say? You came with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. Everything is left behind. So why are you storing up stuff here and not looking to store up spiritual things there? That's why he calls this man a fool. Now, I won't ask how many fools are in this room, but from time to time, we're all fools. Now, notice that word fool in original language means this, no spiritual discernment. Well, of course not. He doesn't have a relationship with God. So this rich man didn't know he was going to die in the morning, but he did. And everything he had was left behind. He was rich in possessions, but he was poor in his relationship with God. He didn't know because he didn't know God. He didn't know the Bible. Let me share with you a 
a principle. You'll be surprised at what the Bible says about money. By the way, Jesus spoke about money more than any other topic. Because money is power. Now watch this. Know the dangers of greed and covetousness. This is for us. You need to know it this morning. Ecclesiastes 5.10. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings to what? True happiness? Not a chance. How meaningless to think that way. See, greed, taker instead of giver, binds us so we always want more. But more doesn't satisfy. With a nice smile, turn to your neighbor and say, more doesn't satisfy. Just say it right now. More doesn't satisfy. Is that a man's truth? Or is that a God's truth? That's a God's truth. And yet, what do we want? More. More. I'm hoping I'm going to get a raise. Anybody remember this or give my age away? I remember when I made $2 an hour. I was praying, God, if I can never get to four, I'll retire like a happy man. <laughs> Quit laughing at me. You were saying the same thing and you make $83 an hour. More will never satisfy because we're going to leave it all behind. And it doesn't give us satisfaction anyway. Now, this is what Jesus says. Watch it. Just what I said to you in a moment ago. This is how verse 20, it will be with anyone who stores up things for Iitus himself, but is not rich toward God. Well, Pastor Mark, what in the world does it mean to be rich toward God? Well, I like 1 Timothy 6, 17, 19, and it's in the message. Let's take a look at it. Tell those who are rich in the world's wealth, to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money. I love that. Man, I got all the money and I'm just full of myself. I don't have any worries at all. Yeah, the rich man the next day, mm, fool. Obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. How many have seen money just go, by? just take wings and there it goes. There it is, exactly right. Later on, I'm going to teach about debt. You know, because those of you who are in debt, guess who rules you? Your money. The credit card rules your whole life. Which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God. Let's say it together with a little enthusiasm. Let's go after God. Come on. Let's go after God. Not money. I love to go after God. When I pursue God, God blesses me. Tell them to go after God who piles on riches we could never manage. And here's how I'm rich to God. I'm rich toward God. To do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous... If they do that, they'll build a treasure that will last, gaining life that is true to life. Where's that treasure? If I get rid of that sin nature in me that says, take, 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 and I start giving to people, and I give generously. If I give generously, what is God going to do? The Bible says when I give, he'll give back to me. It's more blessed to give than receive. So when you see something in a moment, some of you are already panicking. You want to leave the church because we're talking about money. Praise God. You'll get over it, fool. And I'm saying that in a kind way because you don't understand. You do not understand at all. You say, well, how do I defeat greed? Very simple. By being generous to God and others. So ask yourself right now. Why do people, when they think of the church, hate people talking about money? God talked about money. I'm not going to talk long today at all. Two minutes and that's not. I'm done. 
Everything you have came from who? Good. See, you know that answer. That's about all you want to know. And here's what I learned from a young kid. When I started mowing lawns, probably seven or eight, I make two bucks in a week. I learned to put 20 cents in the offering. You see, God designed you. He gave you everything you have, your breath, everything you've seen him on, everything you have, he gave you. What do I owe him? He made it this way. He wants you to give 10% back to him. And when you do that with the right heart, you will discover you'll do more with 90% than you could have ever done with 100% in your whole life. But nobody believes that. You know why you don't believe it? Greed. I'm not giving my money to God. 10%. Are you crazy? I'm not giving my money to God. By the way, we don't give 10% anymore. We've given a lot more percentage. None of your business what it is. Why? Because you can never outgive God. They say, well, Pastor Ron, you're giving to get. No, I'm not giving to get. I'm giving to be blessed so I can bless others. Most of the pastors on this staff, when we came on staff, my income was way less than half what I've been making all my life. I don't say that to brag because I knew he was calling me to do something that was right. So I just gave him my life. See, he really doesn't want your wallet. He wants you. I'm sorry, you ladies care with a purse that you can't ever find anything in a guy's wallet's that big back here. So when you go, I'll give an illustration of that some week. When you give yourself to God, your wallet comes with you. Can I hear an amen? Now, your debt cards don't come. That's your problem. I'm preaching. Let me go back to something else. It's okay, isn't it? Come on. Come on. If you be generous to God... He'll be generous to you. Some of you need to think about that. Just try the 10% and see what happens. Now, here's the next slide I want to show you. It's not just about money. What is God interested in when I'm generous? My time, my passion, my talents, and my possessions. God gifted you. So he, every day we have time. And I want to thank you because there's thousands of people that serve as volunteers. Why? You're giving of your time. You're not a taker. You're a giver. Thank you so much. And many of you give generously. Ties, offerings, missions, whatever. You know, we have a whole team in Haiti right now. You guys didn't even know that. They gave of their time. They pay for the trip. We've helped them. There's expenses going, whatever. So when you give, what are we doing? We're touching the lives in Haiti. You are. Is it more blessed to give than it is to receive? Of course it is. Those people, you know, when you say to people in Haiti, find a shelter for the storm. Forget it. There is no shelter, but there are brothers and sisters in the Lord. So we've learned to help, and that all comes from that. So thank you for giving your time, your talents. On this stage, we have worship leaders. What are they giving to you every service? Their talents. Actually, what they do is they play on the weekend. They come on Saturday just before the service, hit a couple strands, and just come out and play. They're really good. No, they have to practice on what night? Thursday nights for four or five hours to learn the songs, to get them right. They practice at home and they never say anything to you, but they're doing that because they're not takers, they're givers. And we get blessed by that. Amen and amen and amen. See, that's the way it works. It works that way. Jesus says, don't be greedy. Don't be a taker all the time. Just give of yourself, your time, your talents, your abilities. Everything you have is God's. So Pastor Mark, nobody wants to be called a fool like Jesus did. So how in the world should we live? 
Here's what I want you to write down. We should live and enjoy today. Because that's the only day we have. Remember the rich man, next morning, it's over. No announcement. Not in the hospital. Boom. Done. Finished. We know we're going to die. We don't know when, how, what, if, what. So today I have, I can live today. That's the only day I have. So I want to be a person that's enjoying today. How do I do it? I invest my whole life, everything I am, for eternity to God. Because pretty soon, when I die, I'm leaving it all behind. So it doesn't mean to be reckless. Nothing wrong with planning. Nothing wrong with having retirement. All those things, that's perfectly fine. It's actually a good plan. Because most of us, if we're guys... We're going to die, and our wife's probably going to live a little longer. That's pretty normal in our world today. So we're providing for our family and kids. Wise thing to do. But really, guy, we're going to die. And I just want to go to heaven and go, well done, good and faithful servant. I did what I tried to be. I I fought that greed. And I learned to be a giver instead of a taker. How do I know it's right to be a giver? Because my role model is who? God. God so loved the world, he gave. The reason you're a Christian today, because God is a generous God, and he loves you. By the way, that's what affects the VIO. When we're generous with God, God will open many doors, and we can say to people who have all kinds of hang-ups about church, no, we're not here to take your money. By the way, it's not your money. You won't say that initially. They have to learn that. Many of you are new, and you never even knew that God gave you everything. You know what God gave you? Your breath. When that breath stops, <laughs> in the ground you go. It's over. It's over. It's a gift from God. And I want to thank you that you're using it well. Now, some of you this morning, you have never accepted Jesus Christ. What is life? It's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about stuff. It's not about religion. The Pharisees were very religious. The outside of the cup looked great, but the inside was nasty. The only way to get rid of your sin is to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin. Don't be ashamed of saying, I'm a sinner. I need God to change my life. And here's what I'm going to do. It'll take me two minutes and we're done. If you're here and you say, Pastor Mark, I know I need God. I don't want to do a life like that rich man. I don't want to be called a fool. I want to do life with God, and I want to start it today. Well, the only way you can do that is to admit you're a sinner. Ask God to forgive you. He will. And then by faith, you receive him, and you begin this walk, this journey that's called the journey of life. And from that time on, you begin to just dedicate yourself to him. We're not weird. We we enjoy family. We enjoy dinners. We enjoy going on vacations and all the God gives us all of that stuff to enjoy. But underlying that is not a nature of taking. It's a nature of giving. Because he's blessed us. See, your salvation was already paid for on the cross by Jesus Christ. You can't earn it. It's a gift. He keeps on giving. We heard the story about the rich man who died without a relationship with God and what happened to him. Pastor Mark warned us about the danger of loving money in the way we should be loving God. We found out that more doesn't satisfy, that chasing money leads to more chasing money. We found out about I-itis and its only cure, which is Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. That concludes this message. We've learned that God loves generosity because He is by nature generous. He's given us everything. Next time, Pastor Mark will be teaching what Jesus has to say about worry. Anxiety is a big problem for a lot of people, and Pastor Mark will be sharing Jesus' solution for worry and anxiety. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.